Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Snap to Murray, going to throw, and it's a fade right side for Brown in the end zone. Brown hauls it in, and it's a touchdown. What a catch by Hollywood. Does a snow angel on the ground after just a phenomenal catch for probably the dagger in this ballgame. Well, the game started the same as we saw for multiple weeks, but then it turned quickly. As always, Dave Pash on the call, and as always, right after a Cardinals game, it's Cardinals Corner. I'm 98.7 FM's Eric Ruby. Alongside me, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake, who's making fun of me as I talk with my hands because look it was a win today Tyler the Arizona Cardinals beat the Carolina Panthers a team who quite frankly they have a long history of losing to and basically the past decade they beat them on the road in a game that I mean, like all the games so far, it looked grim. Mm-hmm. But they ended up pulling it out 26-16. to 16. So, Tyler Drake, Eric Ruby here, Cardinals Corner. As we are after every game, Tyler, I'm just going to leave it up in the air. Initial thoughts, as the Cardinals are now 2-2 two and two after four very strange weeks of football. Strange. Strange. Strange, strange weeks. Strange is, the under, is an understatement, I think, right now for this football team. But hey, you got to take it 2-2. Two and two. I think everyone can agree that a 2-2 two and two record at this point in the season, after what we've seen, is very much a good thing. I think a lot of people figured they'd be 0-4, 1-3, which I was probably in that group, or not probably, was. But yeah, so you've got to give the credit. And for me, I think the biggest thing is you got to give the defense credit. They, Absolutely. They played a full game. They played so good. They played a full game. And not just like one person, not like, oh man, Zach Allen, and it was just him, even though it was him. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Yeah, a lot. This was this was the oh my gosh, Zach Allen has mm-hmm. arrived game. Yeah, J.J. Watt, who we're going to talk about a little bit more later, but oh, making yeah. some huge plays. It was a defense for sure, man. It just they just Ben they, they kept, yeah. Ben they kept welcome the, to the party. They kept this team, in, or it kept this team in the game. The defense did. The offense had to again get going late, but yeah, it's this was a defense game. Uh, I think everybody on the defensive side can sleep well tonight. Vance Joseph's, Joseph's probably sleeping like a baby on the on the plane ride home, like I would. That was a great game. Great game to make up for all of the bad that we saw that offense do once again in the first half. Huge, huge game for that defense. I mean, that's a momentum builder for sure. And especially with them going into next week against Philadelphia. Undefeated team. That's big. Yeah, it was big. Here's Cliff on how big it was. We could, yeah. That was the thing. I thought defense playing so well in the first half allowed us not to get too far behind where we had to um, just kind of scrap it and go two minute or get into different things to really uh, push the pace. And, and that, that helped. Um, we rushed the ball like that. Uh, we're a better football team, and I thought our O-line really battled a really good front all, all day. Well, he talked about the defense for like five seconds of that. But what he said was, hey, all these things we had to adjust on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just a slight mention. We all did that because the defense held it up in the first they gave, half. They gave him a chance. He's not going to want to talk about the first half because he's not going to want to talk about the first half. But Bad. you can sum it up by saying, wow, both it was it was a defensive slugfest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only touchdown on the board was a defense defensive touchdown. 
by the Panthers, who pick six, Luvu takes it yeah, back. Who had, first half, I mean, yeah. what a, a couple sequence of plays for him. I mean, he <laughs> well, he got the sack, and then he gets a pick six, and I mean, he got some big tackles, and too. then he got roughed around by Will Hernandez. He and... did, and then all that <laughs> happened as well. I mean, geez, but I, as simple as it was, the defense held them in yeah. in the first half. They, they just did. Huge, huge. Because this offense... The offense had had a good second half, and it and it wasn't they like had a terrible first half again. And it wasn't like McCaffrey wasn't playing. Oh like no, the defense made McCaffrey. Other, I mean, at the end he kind of did he, some more, he, look, but it's garbage time. I mean, it Christian felt like garbage McCaffrey time. McCaffrey plays football. Christian McCaffrey Does makes things. big plays. Yeah. The problem is that Christian McCaffrey doesn't always play football. It has nothing to do with <laughs> with what he does when he's on the field. When he's there. Not practicing for two days or not, if he's on the field, he's going to give you at least 70 yards, 60 yards, a couple big plays, yeah, maybe I mean, a 30-yard reception. He a had touchdown. nine catches for 81 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Like He still had a great, easy. great, great game. But yeah, I mean, they, they kept him in check for most of the game to where that, I mean, really didn't matter that much. So, yeah. I really don't know which direction to go. My brain is split into two sides. Because it was a win, Tyler. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty big win. They, it was a the, the it was it was a the, win that must it that had to happen had to should happen. have happened. Absolutely, that's the thing. Is like I, Carolina's. A, but okay, I don't know so, if we can put the okay. name the word the the word big in front of this win. It was a have to must. The reason why it shouldn't big lose is yeah. the it's the difference between the two halves. It's it's the yeah. tale of two halves. That's why my brain feels so split. It's because okay, good. The defense played good all game. Now you got to give credit to the defense, but at the same time, let's look across the line. Okay, Matt Rule is probably I haven't checked this, but probably the the best odds to get fired next as a head coach. Oh, I'm sure he's probably he's, now. He's uh, he's up. Th- okay, he's up there for sure, right? Let's Baker Mayfield. Let's take a look. You, you can do a little research. Yeah, you keep going. Baker Mayfield. Atrocious. Terrible. Atrocious. Terrible. I mean, for every (laughs) pass that was caught, there was a pass that was maybe not within five to ten feet of an intended receiver. It was really bad. And the O-line, it looked like they just gave up. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many deflections. Deflections from Watt. Deflections from Allen. I mean, they were getting to him all the time. And the offense had absolutely nothing. Now, granted, the... Panthers were still up in the first half, but mm-hmm. both offenses relatively performed the same, and one defense scored. Yep, that's yeah, that's really the that's really the the difference in the first half, and that's that that says a lot of bad about Carolina because the Cardinals' offense they're was really just like so Carolina's bad. really bad. Yeah, that shows de- you like how bad they are. Fi- like their defense is fine. It's not a bad defense. They have a couple good playmakers. But it also felt like... But Chin, I think Chin got hurt right away, too, didn't he? It was more on the Cardinals. No, 100%. And you could just tell. Like, that was... I mean, look, let's, we got to be honest here. There, there, again, just like the Raiders game, there was two different two different halves. And if you go back on Twitter, you're going to see two different types of tweets. The first couple tweets were, what, are the, what is the play calling? What is going on right now? Why is it a run... On oh, second yeah. and long, but a bomb on third and short. Yep. It Rondale Moore's first target <clears throat> after an entire and I can't stress we all, this enough. I think every I the valley, the valley, all looked at that and said, "Are you kidding me? 
It's so funny because that it's it's probably something that only real like NFL diehards and then just Cardinals fans will understand. But last year the man didn't get a, like a single target downfield. And do you want to know what was a really big talking point this offseason? <laughs> it was Rondale Moore. Mm-hmm. Before Marquis before Marquise Hollywood Brown was here, it was Rondale's Rondale Moore's turn to basically come in and be that number two. Yeah, his route tree was completely unlocked. Uh, Sean Jefferson said that a- training camp. According to that, I mean, it was on the weekly, man. And you can attest to this because you were there. Yeah, he did I can attest to it because I heard all of the audio. It was all about, hey, Rondale was was rightfully upset with how he was used mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. because look at how he was used at Purdue. Look at just the athlete himself. Look at what he can do after the catch, which is how they're using him. It's just basically relying him to run from one yard behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> to gain however many you can. And sometimes it <sighs> works, but that shouldn't be the only thing he gets. No. And the whole offseason was, yes, of course we're going to change that. Why wouldn't we change that? We have so much faith in him. And then you say, you're only going to put him out there if he's 100% healthy. Because, yeah, he'd been dealing with an injury. But at the same time, the first target, the first one, Tyler. Why would you throw it to him behind the line if you're worried about him getting injured? (laughs) It it, it doesn't make any sense, Tyler. It doesn't. And it wasn't just, oh, my gosh, the first first play was behind the line of scrimmage because it was kind of a broken up play. Or, oh, we're just going to try to get it to him and see what he can do. It was almost the same steady, consistent diet. There was a fourth down play where they put him in motion, and the Panthers read it the entire time. Yeah. The entire time. Should, could have been a exa- touchdown. Should have been a touchdown. They know exactly what's going to happen. They got too cute. They blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up. And there was so many times that it just felt so deflating. I think they targeted him downfield once. And he was out of bounds, right? He yeah. was let out of bounds. Yep, yep, yep. It was so disheartening to see like that they were aware of it, and they kept him healthy, and he looked good. Mm-hmm. He looked like he should have been out there. I, I I didn't really see anything where I was like, oh, that looks like a hampered Rondale. And how they used him, it seems like he's he should be good. That's I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't hand off the ball like that to a wide receiver that short, or not short, but of that stature if he's hurt. No, not at all. No. I mean, but everybody on the offense is that stature, if we're being honest. Like Trey McBride isn't. Trey, Mc, Trey McBride started the game Three off catches, strong. Started the game off strong. The offense yards. was good. And I mean, look, there was a lot of there was a lot of hate in the first half. And then the second half, the offense started to click. And something that struck me in the post game, which of course is on ninety eight seven FM, of course you can hear that after every game, and they had DJ Humphreys on Humphreys, the longest tenured Cardinal on the team really praised the balance that the offense had play-calling-wise in the second half. It was beautiful. Uh, Cliff was about it come second half, man. It, it, it felt good just knowing how balanced we were and, and hearing calls. and, and, and like it, it just felt it felt put together, you know what I mean? It was a few times there where we would just arrive as an offense, you know, beating ourselves. One thing here, we get a long run, we get a whole, you know what I mean, just little stuff like that. But that second half kind of pulling everything together and all the runs and the like, it, it was It was very complimentary. We played complimentary football come the second half. Is it a good or is it a bad thing that they're so aware that they're getting in their own way? I mean, 
I feel like self-awareness is the first step at fixing things. Right. But, but how it's... long have they been self-aware? <laughs> right. See, the problem isn't just that they're yeah. just now self-aware. Yeah. What, what, have, what have you been hearing, Tyler? What have you been hearing there for the last four weeks? I mean, it's it's just the same stuff that they have to execute. Everybody needs to be better. They need to practice better. They need to, I mean, at it's, halftime, it's it was the, the same, same thing. It was the same, it was the same mm-hmm. excuse at halftime, too. It yeah. was, we got to call better plays. We got to coach better. We got to execute better. I don't understand how. I mean, there's seven days within a football between football games. Mm-hmm. Usually, sometimes, usually. sometimes yeah. it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. But sometimes there's a bye week. You got seven games, right? Yeah, seven days. Seven days. You're paid a lot of money to be as prepared as possible mm-hmm. for one specific day. It is not an easy job by any means. But man, if it's your job, hey, there's only a certain amount of these. You got to be taking it seriously. And yeah. I'm not saying that they're not taking it seriously, but what I'm saying is they're spending all this time and they are aware of it, but yet somehow, some way, they have the worst point differential in the first half. It's unexplicable every single game. They are too good. They've shown us that they can be good, and that's the frustrating part is they are too good to have these first halves be acceptable, first quarters, first quarters to be acceptable. You know the last when the last time they scored a it offensive was the last week of uh, no offensive season, touchdown, right? offensive touchdown that was defensive. I don't know. Week sixteen against the Colts on Christmas, Chase Edmonds first quarter, <sighs> one even guy that's on the team still. That's that's rough, and that streak continued to t- today. Like it's still there. It, it it's not look. It's not a problem that other teams deal with. This is not something you look at every year in the NFL and go, oh yeah, the Lions are the team who can't play like this in the first quarter. Sure, some teams are slow. Some teams aren't. But to have this much of a difference, Mm -hmm. to know what you're capable of doing, to be able to orchestrate these comebacks, whether it's from down seven in a game that has almost no scores to blowing them out, or if it's from being down 20 points and going and winning a game in overtime. They, they just you need to let be somebody a good run football in. team. They just need to let somebody to score. <laughs> you, have, you have playmakers all around, both sides. Look, the defense showed their playmakers today. They yeah. took advantage of a of, of a bad team. Yep. That's exactly what they should have done. Should've they showed done. up and they did what they should have done. Yep. And the offense did that for the second half, not the first half. And no. usually. If a team struggles for a half but is good in another half, it's not the biggest deal ever. You want to fix it. But when it's the same half in the same way. Every single week. It's the same story. That's when you're like, okay, this isn't just a team that needs a a little bit of time to get it together or can't string together four consecutive quarters of good football. It's a team that comes into every single game simply not ready to play. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, why? And they're so good. Yeah. They they have so much talent. And it's just, it's wild, man. It's, you, you would think for a sport where you practice more than you play the actual game that these guys would show up ready to go and I don't I mean and that's not saying everybody's not ready to go but the and not the, scripting a first drive but, but the collective just, effort is not there they're not on the same page nope they're having to take timeouts yeah. to avoid delay of games disconnected before everywhere. it needs to happen yep and that's every week that's a it's a pattern yep and look there are probably some people that got really mad at me when I said the Cardinals have really good players because the product on the field sometimes doesn't represent that. No, it doesn't. I mean, there are times where they look like the worst football team in in the association. Today, the first that first half did. Right. I'll be honest. And that wasn't just today's first half. Like you couldn't, that was the Raiders' first half. You couldn't half. score against the Panthers 
Like, come on. Like they're fu- like they're not the worst defense in the league. But, but they're not. Good. You have Kyler you, again, a coach who was invested in heavily, a quarterback who was invested in heavily, a wide receiver that is going to be invested in heavily and already has been invested in because you gave up a first round pick for him, mm-hmm. and a draft class that, besides a couple catches today, has not. Has not made their impact on this game nope. at all. Nope. You give up that guy. Uh, you give up somebody who could make an impact for your wide receiver that's heavily invested. James Conner, he got paid. Yep. Zach Ertz, he's going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. These are not low-level, not veteran players, guys that are off the scrap heap. I mean, this is an offense that should be cooking every single down. Yeah. You should not have an expectation for them to go three and out. Yep. They're, yeah, they have exactly. too much talent. Yeah, they, they can't, yeah. And it's that's wild. That, like, honestly, when every single game starts, I almost, I just almost write off the first drive. Yeah. I think every, I think a lot of people I do. Just, okay, like, fine. This is, it's just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not acceptable if penalty, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Is a penalty going to derail this one or just slow play? Are they not going to get a play off? Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly exactly how I saw it. I thought there was a really interesting question poised, posed to Eno Benjamin. And it was, what's the identity of this team? Because right now, on the field, the identity looks like whatever Kyler and Marquise Hollywood Brown decide they want to do on offense. I, I think it's just Kyler. I think it's... I it's dude, Hollywood's need, been good. He has been, but I think at the end, the end of the day, I mean, Kyler still had one on the ground. He's three total touchdowns. I mean, the guy, it's it's like everybody's just sitting back and waiting for Kyler to kind of get unlocked for the game, which I mean, he, that can't be, and they just can't be sitting around and waiting, which is, the, that's kind of the stance they're taking until they get reinforcements back, back like we've already talked about. But that can't be what it is. And I think that's, it's hero ball right now. And you're not going to win a lot of games playing hero ball, even as good as Kyler Murray is, at the end of the day, that's not going to produce enough wins to be competitive competitive enough to really fight for something in the playoffs. No Super Bowl winning team writes off the first half. Or, look, you're missing your second best player on offense. It's understandable to be looking at, okay, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, we're really excited. There's no reason not to be excited. Your football team will be so much better with them. But to just basically feel like, ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you, Six games. Well, why, uh, okay. why haven't you guys been good in the first half? Well, we just don't, you know, all of our weapons weren't clicking. You know, it's going to be good to have everybody back. And Okay, but then why was it working in the second half? Yeah. Yep. Why was, like, that, again, the disconnect there. Yep. You can't just look at one side of it. And ignore the other. They're not just a good football team. Right? Oh, man, they, they pulled out a win today, so it doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. not the case. And they're not just a bad football team. Because there is something to be said about a team that gets down on the road and they win it. And that's how Eno Benjamin answered about the team's identity. The identity of this team is, I would say just, you might knock us down, but we're never going to give up. We're going to get right back up, and we're going to give you our best shot. And in all of these games, I feel like we've been very competitive, and we've been very physical. And so um, the score is just not playing out the way it should be. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with him. Yeah, the play, the score's not playing out the way it should be because they probably shouldn't be 2-2 two and two with the way that they've played football the last four weeks. <laughs> that should probably be 1-3. and three. Yeah. But I do want to give him credit because I think he's right. They've shown. Yeah. They, they've shown that they have the fight in them. And that's mm-hmm. what we said after 
That's what we said after week two. Yeah. Is that, hey, this could be a momentum-shifting thing because they've shown that, that, that they could do it. But they can't get nearly knocked out in the first round to stagger their way back and somehow land a haymaker to win it at the end, you know? Not sustainable at all. No. You're not going to win that many titles if you're doing that. No, it's... Look, of course, it's not perfect. It's not ideal. But to be honest with you, two and two, and looking like there's something to be built off of... Yeah. If I showed you 15 plays from this team that I hand-selected from the first halves of the first four games, I could maybe convince you this was the worst team in football. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> but I'm then not, you could pull it, but then you could pull out five I'm not, really right. good plays and I'm be like, harsh when this I'm might be that. one of the best teams in the league. Like I think they would say that because I, no, yeah, I think they 100%. should I think they hold themselves to the same standard that I hold them to. Yeah. Is that this is I'm looking at this like it should be a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you were going to be bottom of the NFL and that was the expectations, I, I wouldn't be like this. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. This yeah. is a veteran-led team. Yeah. And they need to be held to a certain standard. And they can reach that standard, and when they don't, they need to be called out for it. But to your point, you can take five to ten plays from these runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about some defensive and offensive highlights. The Hollywood Brown catches from each game. Yep. The Byron Murphy Jr. walk-off overtime game-winning playoff and Isaiah Simmons force fumble. Mm-hmm. You have about a dozen defensive highlights from today's game. Yeah, the Dennis Gardeck uh, interception the Dennis Gardeck being interception. among the top ones. J.J. Watt had a couple deflections. Allen, Allen had a again, Allen had three. A fantastic game. That hasn't been done since like 1999. Really? For a, I missed that. An Arizona uh, defensive lineman to have three. Pass, I was just talking about in defense. general. That's still, I mean, that's still yeah. really impressive. I didn't talk about like ever. I was like, okay, I didn't know we were talking. No, no, no. We were talking all time. And look, the defense had a great game, and JJ Watt had a great game. But there's something that we do need to talk about, and that was before the game. There was some news that, according to J.J. Watt, was leaked. Yep. And then he spoke on himself. But Tyler, I mean, you keep your ear to this team closer than almost anybody. I mean, you're there all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. This was completely out of nowhere. Oh yeah. And what was it? What action? What happened? Just ex- a quick explanation. Yeah. So uh, I'll just I'll I'll give you my uh, side of it, and then I'll I'll explain what happened. So. JJ this week was mispracticed with the calf injury. Okay. Wednesday. Okay. And then Thursday popped up with an illness on top of the calf injury. So that's, okay, maybe a cold, maybe something like that. But then come to find out this morning, we find out straight from the source from JJ Watt that he actually went into atrial fib fibrillation, if I said that right. If it's hard to pronounce, <clears throat> it's probably not good. And so basically... His heart went out of rhythm. Uh, I think it sped up. He was feeling lightheaded from the report that, you know, Jay Glazer had a couple, I don't know, pretty soon after JJ actually tweeted it, it out it himself. It was a one-two. It was a yeah. one-two. So that was clearly the the leak that was coming out. But yeah, so JJ uh, came out and said, you know, uh, I had to get my heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday. What an insane sentence. Showed back up on Friday for practice. God. And was like... And was like the fastest guy out there. Hey, look. We're, okay. We're gonna get to the portion. We're gonna we're gonna give JJ Watt credit for right now. Then we're gonna talk about the serious, seriousness of the situation because what he did. Look, it was impressive. It was inspiring. Okay, he overcome overcame an incredible medical obstacle. Yeah, something that is not to be trifled with with your heart. And Zach Allen, who had an incredible game himself, spoke on JJ Watt, who again played really good after 
all of this happened. Yep. There's a reason why, you know, he's our leader and, you know, he's just a, an absolute stud and, uh, you know, we're just so fortunate to have him and he's, you know, not just a great player, a great person and, you know, he's really, you know, kind of one of the foundation pieces of this organization. He is a foundational piece of the organization. Yeah, no doubt about it. He is a foundational piece of NFL history. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best defensive players of all time. He is one of the toughest people, one of the best athletes that's ever walked on planet Earth. The problem is, it doesn't matter how great of shape you, you keep yourself in. Your heart is not something to be messed with. Yeah, and, and like you said uh, after the game, like, everything was fine. He talked to uh, cardiologists, electrophysiologists, I think I said that right too, uh, from all over the country. They said he'd be fine to play. It was one of those things where... Uh, it just happened. There's not really a reason why. It was just one of those things that happened, and it could happen tomorrow. It could happen 20 years down the line. It could never happen. So it's just one of those things that you kind of have to be mindful of moving forward. And, and yeah, I mean, you could tell postgame. I mean, he he broke down a little bit, got teary-eyed, and, and spoke about it. You know, he's about to be a father. So definitely, I mean... Scary situation for sure. And we, we, would play play that, we would play that audio for you, but unfortunately, the audio that we received it not the greatest. It's it's so bad to the point that it would take away from the seriousness of the yeah. conversation. But he was obviously emotional about it. He also said that he's been through many surgeries. This is somebody who's dealt with a lot of medical problems, a lot more than the average human will ever experience. Times look 100. at last year with the shoulder. Yeah, and what he was superhuman. He came back quickly. Yep. But at the same time, he was so scared this time. And he said it. It was different. He's got a kid on the way. Like, on the way as in Next month. Or a couple weeks, yeah. We are coming up on the point where, hey, at any moment. Yeah, really. And from what I heard from what you're explaining about this condition is there's no rhyme or reason for it to happen. But that also kind of means there's no way to kind of prevent it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I got. It just kind of happened. I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but everything and that we looked up, that's kind of what it comes down to. It was just one of those things that, and from what he said, it just can happen again. There's not really, yeah, no rhyme or reason. I get that he was medically cleared, and if you're medically cleared, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what we learned this last week with the NFL, it's it's a fine line. And sometimes people need to save them. Somebody save needs, the players. yeah. You need to. Well, they need to be saved from themselves. That's because it's a it's a culture thing. Yeah. Well, into a statement, he said, "I want to get back out there with my guys." I mean, three weeks ago it was Justin Herbert cracking his ribs, and then coming back and playing, mm-hmm. cracking his ribs. That is not a light. That is not a light. He said thing. he needed to be back out. Yeah. He's like, I got to be back out there with my guys. JJ Watt. Well, he's inspirational for fighting back and for doing this. And yet, look. It is inspirational because who who's going to do this? But there's a reason why it's not commonplace. And honestly, there's a reason why, in my opinion, I wouldn't have let him play football. I I mean, I might go to the more serious end to be like, I wouldn't let him play in the NFL again. Because the heart, if it's something that literally cannot be controlled, cannot be predicted, mm-hmm. but it is something that is usually reoccurring in people. If it happens while he's on the field, I mean, his heart rate's getting up. It's yeah. NFL football. Yeah. The the most physical thing probably on this planet that you can legally do. <clears throat> That's a lot for the human heart to handle. Yep. And for somebody who's having 
a child mm-hmm. that obviously it's not just like, oh man, it's just a kid. Like, it's never just a kid, but you, you can tell this means a lot to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, first kid, for I, sure. I don't. If it, if it was me, and I know that I'm probably more on the extreme side of things, and if he's medically cleared to play, then he's medically cleared to play. Yeah, and and that that is what it is, and that if that's up to him, that's up to the team and the doctors, and they cleared him. They have a thorough pro- process. Burns and Gambo asked Steve Kime about injuries and process in general. Kime was spoke very highly of his team. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt in that. But in general, with the NFL, it's a fine line. And to me, the heart and the brain, those are no goes. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, at the same time, brain is. I mean, we all it's so we've, common. We've seen, yeah. I mean, that's just it's going to happen. The heart, that's a different story. That's that's something that can be prevented if there's something. But at the same time, who like there's really no reason why. So I don't. I don't I'm not even trying to like sit here. Like I'm not pointing a finger. At no, anybody. no, no. I'm not saying that anybody. <laughs> Did anything technically no, wrong? No. But if there's anything we learned with the last week of football, is that kind of the way that the culture and stuff needs to be addressed? Look, what JJ Watt did technically was inspirational, but I don't want every guy who has heart problems to think that they should just kind of push through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see the bad outcome of that. But and we I, all know what that would be. Yeah, and but you can tell, like, I mean, post game, you could tell that he really like. You could tell that it weighed on him a lot, and I think at the end of the day, it's like this is he, he said like this is what I know to this is what I know how to do this is what I know what to do like football is what I do so I can't I cannot fault him for playing no 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 yeah exactly of course it's, he's it's gonna want to play I mean for me for me as a you know new father I don't know if I would have played but that's I I but I'm also if I was in his shoes as a starting defensive lineman on a team that needs to pick it up and and I'm the guy that's going to really move the needle it, maybe that changes but it's look, just you do an important job man you you do a lot it's, it's just, look you don't play NFL football I'm not going to say it's the same physical requirements anything like that but anybody who has a kid especially a newborn child I mean I'm sure that you feel that responsibility to go out and do what you do best to provide and to do what you need to do. And there's a pride element of it of, I'm J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. That's a name that will always be in football history. I'm J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go out like any of this with my last season being an injury. And he's been playing really good this season. He's been playing really good. The only sacks through the first three weeks. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, for the, yeah. For the and Cardinals. then Allen had one today, and yeah. then Allen had one and today. I think Gardeck did too. Yeah, Gardeck had a fantastic game great, today. Great day. Defense in general, it wasn't just JJ Watt. Yeah, there was a lot of big plays, and they really held their own. I thought Zayvon Collins did good. Yeah, he led the uh, led the team in tackles today, so that was solid with eight. Yeah. Is that the second time he's done that this season? I think he's either been one or two. He's yeah. been up there. He's been yeah. close. Isaiah Simmons started the game. I'm glad that we've gotten however many minutes in. And the first thing we're not talking about is why didn't Isaiah Simmons play? It's refreshing. It's nice. He only had three tackles. It's though. probably good to put him out there against Baker Mayfield. But we have to. Uh, yeah, we've got to. We've got to talk about uh, Zach Allen, or as I call him, JJ Watt Jr. Because the dude is game of his career. So dude far. is coming up. Dude is coming up fast. Uh, we already talked. Yeah, I talked a little bit about him already, but just the fact that the guy is stacking games—not just oh hey, there's Zach Allen for one game. Like he's putting, he's stacking things together, and and everybody I think is taking notice. And it's hard. There's not a. To. I mean, he's he's winning a lot of his one on ones, a lot of his pass rush. Even when the defense was not looking great through the first couple of weeks, he even through great. the first couple of halves there are moments where again this team has been so hot and cold so yin and yang that for every praise you sing you also have to highlight 
a, a, a bad part of it as well. Mm-hmm. This defense have had, has had moments where everybody has played fantastic, where they've played great, where they've done their role. Even Isaiah Simmons, who has probably had the most chaotic season of anybody on the defense. Yeah. But Zach Allen, week in, week yeah. out. Consistent. Not just in production, in winning his battles, but like how people talk about him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's talked he's, about like he's that dude. He's going to start getting double teamed, I he's think. He's talked about like he's that dude. Mm-hmm. And if somebody draws a double team, well, then that, my friend, opens, opens up, up a lot more mm-hmm. for this defense. Mm-hmm. Look, defense before the year, really big concern. Corner looked a lot more competent today. Yeah, Mullen got in there and actually uh, had a couple tackles. He played some defensive snaps, like Vance said. So there Finally. you go. And we're coming up on week five. You know what that means, Tyler? I know you know what that means. Oh, yeah, because reinforcements. That, Injury that word. reserve yeah. is four weeks. Well, Antonio Hamilton. Non-injured Cody list. Or, yeah, non-football injured list, too. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio Hamilton. And this and offensive f- line. And from what I'm seeing from just everything, you know, it sounds like, I mean, just locker room stuff. It sounds like, or it looks like Antonio Hamilton's doing well. He's posted so. a video of him running. Exactly. So, I mean, he looks like he's taking that next step. It's got to be just a conditioning thing. He's been back for at least a week doing stuff mm-hmm. out in public. Who knows so, how long it's been. And privately. I mean, the biggest thing is, is I mean, that's I think that's what it came down to was, can he run? And it looks like he can. So there we go. That's, and he was, that's huge. That'll be a big boost. He was CB too. Mm-hmm. He, he was, again, one of those guys kind of in on the defensive side. He was kind of talked about like a Rondale Moore. Yep. It was like, hey, this is a guy that Kind of flew on the radar a little bit, made some big plays last season. We think going into this season, when we utilize him more, he's going to be a big playmaker for us. Mm-hmm. And I have no reason to doubt that he's not going to be able to come in and make an impact, or at least help. And the floor was so low that getting Trayvon Mullen in and playing defensive snaps, like it helped. And he's not a come in and change your locker room type corner, yeah. but he's a come in and he's, he's going to be solid and he can mm-hmm. get up to speed. And I'm sure Antonio Hamilton can as well. Mm-hmm. And this offensive line, if we're being honest, Cody Ford is going to be a welcome sight. Yeah. Because this offensive line is starting to become maybe the Injured. biggest question on this team. Yeah. Pugh has been in and out the entire season. Hudson has had a lot of moments. Inconsistent. Where that snap is just not tight. That, that's, yeah. That, it's just not the there. The snap today on fourth down, too. I think it was fourth down. It was fourth down. Ugh. It went over his head, and Kyler got rid of it, or else it would have basically taken them out of field goal range. Yeah. I believe that was when they got a field goal. And I think that's, yeah, he got banged up on that play, too. Yeah. So that's, it's going to be something to watch with him. Obviously, I don't think he's going to practice Wednesday because of vet days, but... Yeah, moving forward. I mean, who knows who's in a practice when? I mean, talk about long injury reports. This last week, it it was a lot of guys I would kind of expect it to continue that way. Well, and I'm worried about, I mean, Justin Pugh, I think elbow again. So, right. That's you never that's want to see a recurring, yeah, yeah. especially with a big guy, especially with a veteran and somebody who gets down and dirty like Justin Pugh does because mm-hmm. he gets down and dirty. So does so does Hudson. And I, I don't think that Hudson doesn't want to play football, but I think you can say to the point where is, is his head in it every single snap, mm-hmm. every single snap. And can I blame him if it's not? No, no. it's dude. NFL football is really hard. It's really hard. That's why when I talk about this J.J. Watt stuff, it's serious. That's why when you have a guy contemplating retirement, it's serious. There's not really a... Well, isn't that the saying? Like, if if you think about retiring... You should probably retire. You should probably retire. You probably should, especially if if, if your job relies on you physically Mm -hmm. on the highest level. Mm -hmm. You're so smart. If you don't want to be a starter, why why not make you a two-down guy? 
A short yardage situation guy. It's pride. Yeah. If but I'm going to be there, I'm going to play. You know what's That's not what prideful is. Is, is being, quite frankly, it's sometimes bad at your job. Mm-hmm. For somebody who, in his entire career, is one of the best to ever be at his position. Yeah. I'm, Rodney Hudson ain't no joke, man. No, no, yeah, he's legit. And when he's good, he can make a great impact on this game with his mind. Yep. His decision making. Mm-hmm. And he still does have that juice every once in a while to make that play. But he's not out there all the time. He's not out there all the time mentally when he is out there. And now when there's injuries around him as well, there's not really that offensive line depth, especially with Cody Ford out. Mm-hmm. You got hump, that's great. He's your rock. Yeah, I mean, Sean Harlow went from potentially being the center for the rest of the game to moving over to guard. Right. And then you've got Max Garcia on the other side for Pew. So, yeah, just... Uh, and then beyond that, that's... I mean, if one of those guys were to go down... That's like a Josh Jones situation again. Which they, again, somebody they were talking up in preseason. As a tackle, not a guard. That is true. As a tackle, not a guard. Okay. Uh, Let's start putting a wrap on this game. Yeah. One more thing just on the offensive side. Uh, I think uh, the run game really stood out to me today. Just for the fact of... Very true. uh, Daryl Williams, I believe, was the starter today. He got the first carry. He got the first carry. James Conner had a couple good plays, a couple plays that were... I mean, he still led. He had 55 yards. Uh, had had a couple catches. Eno, Eno though, yeah, Eno. It, that's and that's what I want to get to is is Eno in the run game. Uh, obviously, you know, I think it's I think the Cardinals. I think we've you've heard me say it a million times. Cardinals are at their best offensively when they can split up the run game, where it's not just Connor. When it's just Connor, I think everybody knows what they're going to do when they mix it up with Daryl Eno. Well, because it's a whole year- different game. Last year with Connor, it's like, oh man, I just I had to guard Chase Edmonds and I had to make a decision. And there. I'm going to get bold. And over. now I'm going to make a decision with James Connor. Do I want to get in front of him or is he going to try to cut back? And yeah, it's a different set of personnel. But out of all the questions on the offense, it seems like they're making use of the running backs the best. That's why now, they jo- five. now, John- hey, Jonathan Ward. Jonathan Ward. Need- You're I- lucky. I-, I can't believe that. Special- You're I can't lucky. believe he did that. He's he never does stuff like lucky. that. He's very lucky that this game turned out the way it did for the Cardinals. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, Eno, man, Eno's been great. But we have the to, kickoff. We have to give the shout out for the kickoff, the kickoff? man. The kickoff. The kickoff was so great. Two of them. Two of them. But the and then he no, made a tackle the on kickoff. the first one. Right. The kickoff is where you're like, okay, you know, Benjamin's kicking it. Oh, that's an interesting kick. I think he has done that at ASU. Right, I think before. he had three. Total. He said he, I see the, he said the last time he did it was high school. I feel like he did it at ASU once, but maybe I'm. Imagining I feel like that. I might have seen him do it once or twice but, at the training camp, but I, who knows? But I mean, he was kicking field goals at training camp. Maybe. Because Burns and Gamble were doing a live show there. Oh, really? And they were talking about it with... They they were interviewing some Cardinals player, and they were like, hey, go, gotta go tell Eno to work on his kicking form. <laughs> but I think in-game, Eno said the last time he was in high school. It might have been a different player, but I remember them talking about somebody kicking field goals, but he's obviously the backup. Yeah, there's emergency Prater, for sure. There's Prater problems. There's some hit problems, which for an older kicker is not great. He's been He's been money this year. He's been great. He yeah. he's been awesome, but if you're not out there, then you have Eno Benjamin kicking off. But like you said, kicked it, kicking off, and he's doing, and he was doing kick returns too. <laughs> he he's kind of becoming, and I, and I tweeted this. He's becoming a a Colt AZ fan favorite. The journey from ASU being one of the stars of of the show there to getting his journey to the NFL to working his way up to being basically the utility guy for the Cardinals kicker punt returner 
kickoff returner, yeah. special teams, yeah, everything. Short short down situations, long down situations. They're using him for everything, and he's a good blocker too. Mm-hmm. He's he's a fan favorite, and he might have a good game next week. And that running game against the Eagles is one of my keys to the game. <laughs> Because the Eagles are playing really good. Oh, man. Really good. I mean, Kyler even said it. He's like, it's a, it's a good way to start the week with an undefeated team coming to town. Like, I mean, it's this is a... This might be the... This is it. It's crazy to say, but this might be the... This is the litmus test for the NFC. Gut check. Yeah. Gut check. It's a real gut check game. Are you going to get embarrassed like the Chiefs? I don't, I don't expect them to win. I'll get that right out right now. I don't expect them to win, but I got an inkling that they're going to they're gonna pull it out. I think the Eagles are a better football team. I think they're a better run. I think they know who they are more. Mm-hmm. I think they're utilizing all their weapons more, and they definitely have the momentum. And unfortunately, they have the advantage being on the road in this game. And by the way, the Cardinals have played. <laughs> no, it's more. It's more like <laughs> it's more like the Cardinals have the disadvantage of being playing at, at home, home today or <laughs> next week. It feels wrong to say that. I don't even know if I should be allowed to say that. But Jalen Hurts has been very good. His stat line, but hey, not Jacksonville great. mess with them this week. But Jacksonville's good. Jacksonville's good. I think Jacksonville's That's so weird a to say team. in a sentence. I don't. I, I've been on them since the beginning of the season. I think Jacksonville is good. <laughs> I, I would not discredit a team because who did Jacksonville take it to a couple weeks ago? The Colts. Who just beat the Chiefs last okay, week? Okay. The Colts. Okay. Hey, did they win or did they not? The they Colts, did. The but... Colts aren't better than the Chiefs, but they beat them. <laughs> the Cardinals should have had a game like that against the Chiefs if they, they should have, where they could have held in it, and maybe they don't pull but out the game. The Chiefs just rolled Tampa. Yeah, they're good. I'm not saying they should have won that game. I don't think the Colts are a better team than the Chiefs. But again, Jacksonville ran the Colts. The Colts held their own against. Against Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, now I'm playing six degrees of separation, but don't count out the Eagles because their offense had kind of a tough day. I mean, they didn't have a tough day. I mean, Miles Sanders had 134 yards on oh 27 carries for two touchdowns. Like the dude went off. They're like, good. They have play. AJ Brown, Devonte Smith had a game last week. He's shown that he's actually going to be able to be utilized in he Philadelphia. Didn't do, he only had three Not for today. 17 today. Not wow. today, but last uh, last week. And I mean. Oh, and Hassan Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. That's Revenge uh, game. Two sacks. Four four tackles. That's fun. I think he sealed the win, too. It, look, it's, it's not a game that the Cardinals should be favored to win. It's not a game that I don't think a lot of people are going to be expecting them to win. But from what they've shown is that they can fight. And if there's any week to magically solve the problems that you've been trying to fix for so long, it's this one. It's this one. Yeah. You beat a bad team. You There's wanna, no way yeah. around it. You want to prove a lot of people wrong? You come out here you got to come out here swinging cuz this team's not going to not you can't spot this team 15 points, 15, 14 points. Your two most embarrassing performances have been against good teams. Look, you beat the Raiders at this point. Not exactly something that you can hang your hat yeah, on as Yeah, not a, the cream of the crop. Right. They're not like they won a bottom week. of the barrel team, but they were I think the last winless team left in the NFL. And granted, you didn't dominate them. In fact, they dominated you for a half, and then you pulled off one of the more miraculous comebacks in NFL history mm-hmm. with one of the best plays ever. A couple of Hall of Fame inductee items yeah. from that game yeah. as well. Again, but that's what it took to, to win beat, the game. To beat a, a not great team, you go and you play the Rams. Prater field goal, Prater field goal, Prater field goal. There you go. That was your game update. You know what? And you know what the craziest thing about that was is that that week leading up to the Rams game, 
Vance Joseph actually talked about limiting the uh, they called it Murphy's Law and limiting teams to field goals because five times three is only fifteen, but if it's five times seven, it's thirty-five. And what happened? The Rams basically did the thing to the Cardinals. And the Rams again, they're fine, but they're not great. No, but but again, the Cardinals- I can't believe tomorrow. Like tomorrow's game is supposed to be really close, and I think the Rams are better than the Niners. It's tough because the Rams have holes. Look, this NFC West is for the taking. The Seahawks are playing well. Geno oh Smith. Oh my gosh! Look, somebody stop Geno Smith from taking that MVP this year. I saw some. Yeah, it's I Gino saw somebody. Lamar. I saw somebody say, "Well, it looks like uh, <laughs> looks like the Seahawks are winning that trade." It's like what? <laughs> I mean, it's tough. But at the same time, anyway, any we'll see when the day. Yep, Cardinals playing Russ this year, but. That team's shaky, though, too. Oh, yeah, we got to get back on it. I'm just saying, the, the, the NFC West, the, the moral of the story is the NFC West is up for the taking. Yeah. You had a terrible performance against the Rams, who are not the Rams of last year. And guess what? You just beat a bad team. Your only outright real win of the season was after one, a terrible first half, and two against a bad team. This is the week. No more talk. You need to walk it. Yeah. You need to I don't defensively. Want to, yeah. look, hey, defense, kudos. You're fine. You've been good. Do what you've been doing. I'm not expecting you to shut them out, but I am stop, expecting you, you to stop get some run. stops. Yeah. Cliff, you win the coin toss. I want you to take the ball. I need seven points on the board. I don't. I need it like. I need three I points need on the board. I need just points on the board. First quarter. I need a first down. There can't, be any, there can't be any zeros in the first quarter. Like, this team is too good to have zeros in the first quarter. Or really, any quarter. I don't want to say that it's not important if they win this game. The players on this team are too good, yeah. It's not, I'm not going to say it's it's not important on the, if they don't like win this game. Like, oh, you know, who cares if you don't lose? You obviously want to go and you want to win this game. And I don't think the Eagles are a juggernaut, like, all-time team. They're good. I, they, they're, the, the, they're the front runners hey, for the NFC right, right now. At, at, at this point right now, four weeks into the season, they're great. Hey, who was they're undefeated? Of football. Hey, who was undefeated four weeks through last season, Tyler? Who was undefeated, what, seven weeks through last season? <laughs> I rest my case. Look, <laughs> they're not going against the, the Goliath here, okay? Right now... Right now, they're great. I think that's the Goliath right now. Yeah, okay, it's the Goliath right now, but what we've seen is a Goliath four weeks in can still be exposed, okay? Yeah, the Bills. I I don't think Philadelphia's a bad football team. I, I think they're really good. I'm a Jalen Hurts believer. The, I, dude's, been, the dude's gotten yeah. better every single year. Every, every single year. year that he's yep. played football, he's gotten better, and he's a pro quarterback who does that. That should not be taken lightly, but this team... This Cardinals team, they're not going to be able to beat them if they fall behind. They can't be 10-3 going into half. They're not going to win this game. No, defense is, this defense is different than the ones they've faced. I think the Chiefs are probably a better team than the Eagles. Obviously, it's the NFC, AFC. But I think the, Chi- I think the Chiefs are still going to be the Super best Bowl. team. That's a good Super Bowl right, right. there. Right now, that might be the, the Super Bowl favorite, the Super Bowl bet. Probably. Is Chiefs-Eagles. Because the Eagles, there's their questions have been answered. They have offensive weapons around Hurts. Hurts can step up and do it. They made the playoffs last year. This is not, this is not a walk in the park. The Cardinals are going to need everything they say they are, everything that they showed that they can do to be together for four quarters at the end of next week. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's a loss. I care more that they're there for four quarters. If they're up twenty four zero at half and they lose, I'm going to be mad. If they're down twenty at zero at half. And they win, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> but if they 
if they score seven points, ten points, seven points, three points, and they lose by three points, I'm gonna. I'll, what if they I'll score, be happier. What if they score a touchdown every quarter but lose by twenty? Nah, <laughs> the bar can't be that low. The bar can't be that low. It can't be. Also, have we taken into account that if the Cardinals do end up making it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a home game this year? No, Are they going to maybe go to the have. visitor locker room just to get in a better headspace? <laughs> imagine that's, that's it, a. I mean, imagine. that's that's a that's man. This is it's home against a good team. If you're gonna if you're gonna Maybe say that's real this... at home, if if you're gonna say, hey, we don't know why this is happening. It's a crazy fluke. It's a once in a lifetime sequence of circumstances that have led to all these road wins and all these home losses. You know what's gonna tell me that more than anything? It's not beating the Seahawks. It's beating the Eagles at home. At home. Like you should, honestly. Mm-hmm. Look, two and two right now is great for how they played, but for expectations and for the reality of the teams that they've been lining up against, they should be three and one. You should beat the Raiders. Yes, honestly, you should have beat the Rams and you beat the Panthers. I don't care that you lost the Chiefs as much. That was basically their preseason game. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah, I care more about weeks two and three. That was so rough. Weeks yeah. two and three. Yeah, and now week five. Week four is great. It's what you should do if you're a good team. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Prove it. Good teams beat bad teams. Prove it. And until they prove it, you can follow Tyler on Twitter yep. at TDrake4Sports. You can follow myself at EricRuby987. Of course, with Tyler, he's covering the team every single day of the week. If you miss anything, if you need to hear sound bites, if you need to hear who's practicing, who's doing what, what's the latest injury report, at TDrake4Sports. At TDrake4Sports. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. You can hear myself on 98.7 FM, 1230 to 530, Monday through Friday, every half hour, bringing you the latest from the Arizona Sports Desk. Please subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like on Twitter. Give us a five-star rating if you can. Just download it, promote it on Twitter, whatever you want to do. Tweet us a question. Shout out to the people who responded to our tweet today saying the oh, defense yeah. saved it. The defense did save it. That was my buddy Ryan who's getting married at the uh, end of the month. Well, there you go. Best man right here. Well, there you go, Ryan. You there made it go. to the very end of the podcast. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody who's been listening. Please tune in next week. It's going to be a big one. Until then, enjoy football.